0: There's was also allegations about these pro- private political signs being taken down on private property, right? And I tell you, there are very clear rules about how far from, you know, polling places that these signs can be, and you know, God, I just this stuff. There's a reason why they have these rules and why it's contentious, because you know, little things can make a difference on election day, right? And in this particular race. This is very specific, right? It, that Republican county clerk's primary had four votes separating the, the winner from the person who did not win. And it was very upsetting for those people. Of course it was, right? It had to be so close and then, you know. And then, of course, add in the information about, oh, the 200 Democrats pulling Republican ballots. Well, then it, you begin to see... A narrative that could be formed on both sides of this and of course the person that won actually works in the office the county clerk's office and there were are some allegations there and you know I I don't really think that matters at this point because she's on the ballot there's nobody on the ballot Um, on November, she is going to be the county clerk. So, you know, they had an opportunity on the July 13th. Now these dates are going to start making sense, right? July 13th, they had to, or was it July 12th, right? Um, they had to certify the election results or challenge it in court. You know, that would, for a real recount, which would have cost about fifteen thousand dollars. Nobody wanted to cough it up on the side of the person who did not win, and so on. We go, and then it was July fourteenth that Georgia quit. So, oh yes, and here's a mention of the Attorney General of State Board of Elections. We're being drawn into this, but um, I did look up on judici and stuff. Well, there was nothing that I found at that time, um, on the books, and there's certainly nothing now, yeah. So I looked up through all these things, you know. And uh, Brad very well knew what he was doing, he was it's a big old distraction from how he was at the heart of why the his candidate actually lost. Um, We'll get to that at the end. (laughs) Uh, But So I looked at those allegations. Now let's listen to the rest of what Pam has to say. Now Pam, let's talk about Pam Wachowski, right? She's worked in the county clerk's office for 17 years under Georgia. She's obviously very loyal to her and vice versa. And that's why Georgia's is running her campaign after she was slotted not in the county clerk's race in november but in the county treasurer's race which is a very interesting set of decisions you'll find a lot of these articles were in the news progress where um you know she that her being slated as a candidate was announced in you know georgia actually was involved in that let's read this real quick you know since we got pam on the hot seat well she's put herself there right so she's the deputy county clerk that means right now she's the interim county clerk it was at the next county board meeting that they had to approve her um increased salary as a result of taking on these extra duties um yeah so here's some statement by georgia in this letter Right, I fully endorse Pam to become our next treasurer of Moultrie County. Since I hired her 17 years ago, she has had a sharp eye on processes and procedures that have saved taxpayers money. Pam is well aware of what the po- uh, position entails. She will be boots on the ground from day one, committed to providing the highest quality of work, coupled with professionalism that this county and courthouse so desperately needs. Okay, well, let's listen to some of that professionalism.
1: I mean, it has even gone so far that the. Trying to be nice. Oh, come on. Has had. You don't know how bad this could be. Um, Has had to file a complaint against our office with the state's attorney saying that. Geez, Linda during election time is going and introducing herself as Linda Qualls so that they know nobody does that. We don't do that. She never did that. It's just constant lie after lie after lie after lie. And at the end of the complaint, they wanted to know who is Georgia accountable to? (laughs) <laughs> that wasn't big way. Who is she accountable to? <laughs> Seriously? Georgia is the most Christ-centered, ethical, honest, hard-working public servant. And she makes sure that our office carries out through the highest level of integrity possible. The voters realize this, as they've seen in her vote count over the years. She has always been the high vote in every election she has ever run. Yeah. Every law change, of which there are many, is thoroughly reviewed for understanding and office procedural changes as needed. At any time that anyone has questions about this office, Georgia was always happy to explain the law or satisfy the reasons for their concerns. However, some people, a certain group of people, in the recent past preferred to show nothing but contempt for this office and our staff. Georgia clearly lives her faith every day. It's too bad that others are so concerned with obtaining power to do the same because their actions speak so much louder than what their words are, especially to the Lord, who's sitting right in here and seeing exactly what it is you are doing all the time. Your lack of understanding of the duties and laws of the office and county government are self-evident. I'd like to know from that person who do they think they report to.
0: So there you go, that is Pam. Wutowski running for a county treasurer as a Democrat against the incumbent Stephanie Helmuth. I looked into these FOIA requests. You know, that's the Freedom of Information Act. It's actually provides transparency into our government, and I've just got a uh, you know hit back on some. You know, a voluminous request that I just made, and so I've got to kind of alter that a bit. Because, you know, FOIA requests, that is not simple. It should be a lot simpler, right? You know, in Boulter County, the FOIA officer is actually also the state's attorney. You know, that's a tough, uh, that's a lot of work if somebody like myself is asking some specific questions that go back a while. Which I am. I am. Uh, but, you know, I have reasons that I am doing that. You know, I, I want to thoroughly understand what, you know, Georgia and Pam and everybody else is so upset about, you know, because I've looked into these allegations about, you know, wrongdoing or something, and not one, not one person, not one could tell me anything. And I asked again and again and again. It is one of the saddest things. I mean, it is the hardest thing to unravel a completely bullshit story. Completely made up. Right? It is hard. Uh, But if you provide facts and stuff, people can always, you know, dispute facts they just ignore them but a, a narrative where there's a victim and a, a hero clearly defined it that's something that people can really understand right I am kind of stunned by some of this you know I have a couple of things here about um... so I wrote this a bit of a, a bit ago And about some of what Pam has brought up here, right? And, you know, the bullying and stuff like that. It does feel like these people, I absolutely believe, they believe that they've been bullied and that they're being pushed around or whatever just because people happen, you know, in the public and in their roles in that courthouse have asked questions, you know, or demanded, you know, you know, other people do their jobs so that they can do theirs, Right. And, you know, it's a, it's a workplace. It is not, you know, it's not always a paradise, right? You know, you can't be bullied into resigning, though. I think that's very clear. And people should know. You can't be bullied into resigning. Now, a person can claim that, but it's their, their oath they take, right? And the voters that elected them to represent them, that they are saying they can't fulfill the promise, right? That's the choice of the elected official. Our country has become hysterical. Those who abide by the hysterical shouldn't be running anything. And yeah, the people who attacked that office did so in a very disingenuous way. I, I absolutely know, Brad... And I know what he's capable of. He also knows how to use a a couple bits of non-info, right? Or a picture. And how it can get taken away. You know, for a real ride. You know, a dumpster fire becomes ballots on fire. And it's actually the people that he's criticizing are the ones that create the worst narrative about themselves. Now, see... That's when you know somebody's you know feels not only victimized but they're also you know, they're part of their own victimization. Amazing that one person can post a picture of something like a couple dumpster fires and people take that as meaning something else entirely. Here from the reports I've received from various folks, a few people believed ballots were burned. Those with a deep emotional connection to the outcome of that election were, of course, outraged at the thought that someone would do that to the people they supported. I doubt much thinking was involved in some of the words and maybe actions that took place as a result of taking a picture as reality and applying the worst narrative possible to it. That pretty much sounds like nearly everyone I come across these days. Everyone thinks the worst of someone else. It's really the job of anyone in these positions to know what the truth is, stand up for it calmly, be able to set up a process so that as many people open to seeing the truth will be able to see it once all the facts are placed before the people. It's not easy.